Welcome to Coach Aria's podcast, Coach to Lead. I want to welcome the Bantu to this webinar. The Bantu is from South Africa and perhaps I should say a global coach uh, with a rich experience and rich way of showing up in the world. Without saying much more, I'd like to introduce Nabantu, who's going to start with a presentation, and then we'll introduce a client to you. Nabantu, it's an absolute pleasure having you on this webinar, and I was so looking forward to it. So I'm just going to hand over to you. Welcome, and over to you. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, good everything. You know, uh, when we greet in South Africa, in my language, we don't differentiate whether it's uh, morning, evening, or afternoon. When we greet, we just say, Saubona, which means I see you. I see everyone who has contributed to who you are. I see your ancestors. I see your strengths. I see your aspirations and dreams. And I would like to say, I want to see you more, especially during this trying time that we are going through. This COVID-19 has really uh, come to us in the world with a vengeance. And I would like to send compassion, Haruna and Meta, to all those who have been affected infected and who have lost loved ones as a result of COVID. May we sail through these difficult storms with ease, love, dignity. So this evening, what I'm going to do, I will be uh, sharing uh, input into Ubuntu coaching. And then I would have a live coaching demonstration uh, with Reese. So as I had said, Sani Bonani, I see you. What is Ubuntu? Ubuntu is a Southern African concept that is also a, a worldwide philosophy ethos, which is around I am because we are. It's about compassion. It's about showing love to each other. It's about seeing each other. It's about hearing each other and coexisting very well and in a very loving manner together. And at this moment, I would just like to share what Nelson Mandela said Ubuntu was. Nelson Mandela once said Ubuntu is a concept that means the profound sense that we are human only through the humanity of others. That if we are to accomplish anything in this world, it will be in equal measure be due to the work and achievement of others. And Bishop Desmond Tutu says, a person with Ubuntu is open and available to others, affirming of others does not feel threatened that others are able and good, for he or she has a proper self-assurance that comes from knowing that he or she belongs in a greater whole. 
and is diminished when others are humiliated or diminished. When we talk about this, for instance, if you ask someone in South Africa, from my culture, from the indigenous cultures, we always talk of we instead of I. So we look at the collective and whatever we do is around the goodness of the collective. So how do we then apply this Ubuntu to coaching? When we apply Ubuntu to coaching, we look at uh, what we do as coaches with our clients. What's important here is around co-creating, is around connecting. It's around seeing this person in front of you wholly as a whole person. You see their hopes, clients, aspirations. You see their stakeholders. You see their family within them. And implied in this, we all also connect to the mother nature and also the good of the society. Uh, this morning when I was on um, LinkedIn, I got this lovely quote by uh, a pretty, which she posted on LinkedIn. And this was an insert from a book about Ubuntu. A story in Africa where a, an anthropologist put sweets under a tree and implored a group of kids that were there to go and get the sweets. And this anthropologist was expecting that they would all go and grab for each other. Instead, all went together, got the sweets, and shared the sweets within themselves equally. And when they were asked why they didn't take for themselves as they were supposed to sort of raise each other, they said, in Ubuntu, it's I am because we are. Let us all always have this attitude and spread happiness wherever we go. So Ubuntu, it's about forgetting self and also thinking about the others. So when I apply Ubuntu in coaching, there are seven C's that guide me. One is compassion, caring, courage, co-creation, curiosity, connectedness, and commitment to action by the client. We have a proverb in Africa that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. This is exactly what Ubuntu is about. And as I'm coaching Dries, I would like you to observe how I'm applying these seven C's of Ubuntu and how we journey together with this in what we will be exploring. So when I put now this Ubuntu into a practical coaching process, I use an acronym named RASIA. And RASIA means R to receive the client. In Africa, when someone comes to your home, you receive them, you give them everything to even an ex extent of ending up with nothing as long as whoever comes to you has received enough. So we receive the client in coaching with compassion, 
curiosity, presence, unconditional acceptance, and acknowledge the client and recognize the client for coming to you, for having chosen you. Saubona, that's what you make the client feel that they are seen. And for me, what becomes important here is how do you see this person and see no one else out of the 7 billion people in the world? How does this person be the only one that matters in that moment? So the A of the Rasia is appreciate. We always appreciate what we get. There's that sense of appreciation, of acknowledgement. You appreciate the client for coming to you and entrusting you as a coach to co-create solution. You appreciate the client for their courage on what they are working on and also for them being vulnerable because coaching can be a vulnerable process. The S is summarizing. You really here use the language of the client. You summarize what you hear the client to be saying, I see you, I hear you. Here the coach listens with the heart, body, head, and has empathy for the client. Let me give you an example. For instance, in my language, when you're asking someone, how are you? They say, I'm present, Dikona. And they would say, if they're not feeling well, which means I don't hear myself well. Instead of saying, I'm not feeling well, it's, it's like I'm not hearing myself well. So you see, you hear, and the E, what's important here, because you have to be present with the client, you have to evoke awareness. So it's around evocations. The coach explores what is evoked for the client and might share what is evoked for the coach as well. Remember, coaching is learning, is dual learning for both the client and the coach. So we are both vulnerable here and exploring together. And also evocations around what's holding meaning for the client. And the A is the coach asks who and how of the client in order to call the client to action. I'm quickly going to run through this. If you're looking at these different parts of Rasia, they link so nicely to the updated core competencies. For instance, if you look at uh, receiving the client, there's a lot of presence and centering that is uh, important there. And also, adopting the coaching mindset. For instance, before I go to a coaching session, I center myself. I make sure that I go through mindfulness practices. And also, I make sure I'm present, I'm centered. And as I am that, that then helps also the client because of the resonance to be present. So acknowledges that the clients are responsible for their own choices, remains aware of and open to the influence of context and culture. This is very important to me. Before I coach someone, 
I've got to understand from which context they come, from which culture, so that I can be sensitive to that. And I apply the Japanese Aikido principle, which is I, AI, ground myself, he, meet the other, and do, stay in relationship. And also here, the updated core competency three is implied, establishing and maintains agreements, partners with the client and relevant stakeholders to establish an overall coaching plan and goals. Here again, if you look at the Saubonani, you just don't see the client as an individual. You apply systems thinking here because you see them with the stakeholders. And for instance, as you partner with them in the agreement, you also look at who else is going to be impacted or affected by what you're working on. And presence, presence, presence runs throughout. Appreciate acknowledgement. Again, this talks to updated core competency three, establishes and maintains agreements, continues coaching in the direction of the client's outcome, cultivate trust and safety. Uh, through the Ubuntu, we spend a lot in terms of how do we establish that rapport. Just to give you a, a, a funny story, when we are asking how a person is in my culture, it's not just the person we ask how they are. We ask, how is your livestock? How are your children? How are your in-laws? How is so-and-so? And, and, and how is your crop? And everything. So we take this person in totality and also linked to nature. And presence as well is important. And summarizes, the coach summarizes what he or she hears the client to be saying. I see you. I hear you. Here, deep listening is very important. Active listening, listening with the heart, body, head, and showing empathy for the client. We have here uh, updated core competency for cultivates trust and safety, demonstrates openness and transparency as a way to display vulnerability and build trust with the client and presence and active listening. And evocations, this is around listening actively again and evoking awareness. The coach explores what is evoked for the client and might share what is evoked for the coach. Here we explore issues of meaning for the client, express just-in-time observation, no judgments, no interpretations. I see all of you, hashtag Saubona, we are in this together. And the last one, the coach asked the who, how, when questions to move the client to action. Uh, this is core competency eight, facilitates client growth, works with the client to integrate new awareness, insight, and learning, partners with the client to design goals, actions, and accountability, acknowledges and supports client autonomy in the design of goals, action, and accountability, supports the client in identifying potential results or learning, invites the client to consider how to move forward, 
and also partners with the client to close the session. So what I do here as well, because as we were creating the coaching agreement, we were looking at other stakeholders. Even here in a facilitating client group, we look at the role other stakeholders would be playing. So what then this does is to integrate the head, the heart, and the hands and achieve and create momentum to sustain change. Because the, the, the client is also part of this fully and also the integration of not just the head, but going to the heart, hands, involving other stakeholders, and even those that have come before the client as well. So what we do, the slogan I have for this is see more, hear more, love more, be more, and do less. So as coaches, what's important in this is to see more, our clients, is to hear more, is to love more. You know, I always say when I teach coaching to my uh, participants, when you meet your client, you have to think of the time when you first fell in love. Think about how you were then. So you love your clients more, you be more. As coaches, we don't have to do the work of our clients. We just have to be for them, hold this place for them to be able to do their work and do less and practice gratitude and generosity. Remember, we received the client. Now we're grateful and we generously offer all of us in this session. That's where I would like to end with the presentation. We will now have a short coaching demonstration with Adris and see where we go. I don't know what he's bringing into the table, but I'm curious because also curiosity is important in this journey. Good evening, Dries. Saubona. Hi, Nubantu. Saubona. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, Dries, I'd like to invite first to just uh, have a brief introduction of yourself to, to our uh, guests. Just a brief and then uh, we will go on with the coach demonstration. Okay, thank you. My name is Dries Lombard. I stay in Pretoria, South Africa, uh, father of four daughters, and uh, we've got three dogs. I do consulting and training uh, from a talent and strengths-based perspective, mostly work with corporate companies and individuals, etc., uh, yeah, that's what I do. Thank you. So I'm a coach, as Cindy has said, I train coaches, I facilitate training, I'm a facilitator of peace circles, I uh, do uh, mindfulness uh, meditation teaching, I'm a Vipassana um, teacher, so I'm I'm a, a, a person of many things. So, as we start, Dries, how are you doing? This is a difficult time, this uh, COVID, and how are you? 
Thank you, Nobantu. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, but there's always, whenever someone asks me <laughs> this question in these times, one is hesitant to, to kind of uh, be totally open and honest because you always think about your privileges and what you have. And there's a lot of that. Um, if you look at locally and internationally problems and struggles and sufferings that people go through. But as, as for myself, it's tough times. It's tough times from uh, a personal uh, management of myself within these times. I'm a business owner. That's tough uh, in these times as well. Uh, so, um, yeah, this is a challenging time and uh, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, but still also honestly grateful for what I do have. And as you were sharing, I was, um, I was feeling some uh, tightness in my chest. I was feeling what you're saying because we are indeed going through this difficult time. And I would also like to know, what is it that's holding meaning for you presently, currently, during this time? I think the closest meaning for me would be the fact that I am with and close to my family, my wife and my four daughters, that we are healthy and that we are safe and that we have means to live at this stage. And also it's got meaning for me that I do have opportunities that I can still explore and uh, focus on going forward. You know, as I, as I look around me and I see businesses closing all around me and I see uh, the street having people as hungry, asking for food at the side of the road, it's yeah it it touches you and it's it's tough so um i'm holding on to what i have and what i have is my strength my health my family the love i have from them and the opportunities i can still focus on in my business environment thank you i i, I hear you totally and i i feel you i see you and uh what would you like us to explore for this session, I think it's going to be something like 30 minutes in the next 30 minutes. Mm. Yes, uh, thank you, Nubantu, and thank you for, for the opportunity. Currently, I, I feel, I think, overwhelmed, but overwhelmed with, um, with a lot of things that I am busy with. And I, if, let, let me explain. So if I say overwhelmed, it's not really, obviously there's emotion too, but it's not an, an emotional overwhelmness. It's more an overwhelmness mentally and, and physically to a degree. And, and as I was um, thinking about the opportunity to have a coaching session with you, um, and, and, and thinking about what's, what's my challenge right now that, that I could face within this. When, if, if I look back three or four months within my business, I was highly focused. I was productive. 
I had a lot of uh, immediate short and long-term visions, goals, and dreams, like many, many of us. And um, things were going, were going great, uh, looking forward to a productive and effective year. And then, um, then we had, here in South Africa, we had uh, a very sudden, well, like everywhere, but we, we experienced this very sudden, complete lockdown. Uh, much earlier, I think, than the rest of the world. Um, our government, wisely so, decided to, to do a complete and solid lockdown, even before the numbers of infections started to rise. Um, but that had the effect that from being fully going and busy, suddenly you were not even allowed to go for a walk. Um, you couldn't walk the dog. Only one person may go out once a day to buy food. Um, and, and it was a complete, like walking into, into a wall, personally into yourself in a sense. So from this busyness came complete silence it was like radio silence out there and and the only thing as you know that you saw everywhere on tv on social media on discussions was about the pandemic there were little little else um that that was part of our environment and um it's it's interesting after the the suddenness then there was this time of of just making peace with it, spending time with the family, seeing the opportunities you have mm. to do that, etc. Um, and then out of that sudden silence, me personally, I started to become as innovative as I can be and as busy as I can be with things to do, uh, researching, learning, online stuff that I do, collaboration, uh, talking, etc., and I started to fill my day um, in a in a kind of a non-focused way with whatever I could do. And pretty sudden, uh, I found myself being very busy, not necessarily economically busy, but busy from the the morning till the evening uh, with with a lot of things, and and some of it energizing, and and others not so. But it it was not then a time of sitting in front of Netflix, you know, it was a time of really learning and discovering and innovating. And then in the last few weeks, when our country started to open up gradually, I came to where I am now today. And that is that I feel completely overwhelmed with so much things to, to do. Mm. Uh, so much things in front of me, so much conversations with different people, so many tasks, mm. even so many projects with so little direction. <laughs> so so it, it, I, I feel if I can think of an image to describe what I, what I feel, I feel like a, a puffed up balloon that you let go and it just, you know, it, it's got no direction. It flies all over the place. Mm. Uh, so that, that's what I mean. Long story to tell you what I mean with, with overwhelmed. I, I feel I'm, I have no focus. I have no clarity. Mm. 
uh, I have very little direction, but I'm extremely engaged in a lot of lot of things at the mm. moment. So, yep, that's that's why. Wow, this sounds like an avalanche. As I'm listening, it's like the bricks are falling on. <laughs> that's quite a lot, and uh, as I listen to you, I'm picking up your current state of overwhelm mentally and physically. And if we look at this four month storyline, it's from when you were getting engaged, then the lockdown, and then no physical movement, mm. and yet acceptance. And now again, getting into a state of overwhelm, so many mm. conversations connecting and Wow, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. So tell me, um, within these 30 minutes, what, what would be beneficial to you for us to, to zone in and look into? Ubuntu, two words come to mind, priorities and focus. Mm. Um, I think that that would, if I could get to a point where I can just know how to create priorities and how mm. to focus on the right things at the right time in the mm. right sequence. Um, mm. That will help me immensely because mm. I, I think that will help me to just put aside what's not needed and, and, and get a more direction in, in, in a specific mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. and, and as you were describing your state, you mentioned that you felt like a balloon that's pumped up, that is directionless. And right now you say you would like priorities and focus and the sequence. If you were to put it in your pictorial representation, what would this focus and priority look like? If we think about that balloon that is flying aimlessly, now this desired state, what would that look like? Great question. I'll tell you what comes into mind first, turning it from a balloon to a space rocket. Mm. Tell something, me more about a space rocket. Yeah, something with direction, with destination. I don't want to lose momentum, Ubuntu. I, I don't want to lose energy. I don't want to be less busy. I just want to know mm. where am I? So, space rocket comes to mind. Space rocket with direction. And, 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 and if, if we look at this time that we have together, what would you like to see at the end of this period, these few minutes that we have together along the lines of this spaceship? Mm. It feels to me that I'm, I don't need to launch. I'm already launched. I don't have direction. So, at the end of this time, if I could point myself in a immediate and short-term direction, not, not long-term, I don't think we're in a long-term season, um, but mm. in an immediate direction, just if I could know, point that way and, and stick there for now. Um, mm. That I think would, would take a burden off me. It, it would help me to to keep my energy going and my momentum and feel, feel less confused and feel less guilty mm. at the end of the 
they, I hope that would also create some results more than I have currently mm -hmm. being busy. Thank you. So looking at this spaceship that zooms, you know, all the way there and hearing you saying in the immediate, what direction you would like to have. When you talk about the immediate future, does it have a, a timeline to it? Are we talking about months? Are we talking about years? What are we talking about? No, it's much shorter. <laughs> I would say mm -hmm. immediate would be the next, next week or two. And the, and the short term goal would be the next month or two. Okay. So it's quite yes. in the near future. Mm. Yes. And yes. at the end of the session, what exactly would you like to to be able to come out that could make this two weeks, one month, two months clear for you? Again, I think if I if I if I can get rid of clutter in my mind and clutter on my desk and, mm. and a few things that I could prioritize or even juggle, but if it's less and 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 more more focused, because to be honest, everything I stay busy with is meaningful. Everything I stay busy with is helpful. Everything I stay busy busy with is in a way important, but it's too mm. much. And 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 without direction, I cannot put things on a hold because what do I put on hold? And what do I focus on? So again, it comes back to if I if I could take it down from, for instance, from five different projects that I'm working on to one or two for the mm -hmm. next week, I could mm -hmm. in that way prioritize my my calendar. I could prioritize my my feedback to people, and and my and my focus. Mm. So I hear you say the clutter in front of your desk, the clutter in your mind, and have one or two projects in the next two weeks or so. Yes. So can yes. we talk about this clutter? Can you, can you say more on this clutter? How is this clutter? How is it looking like? Are, are you asking examples of, of what it is? Or, mm -hmm. okay. You talked about clutter on your desk and clutter of your mind. What does that entail? So I'm, I'm probably in, in, in either a, a loose or formal way, I'm probably collaborating with, with four or five different people or organizations at the same time. And in the past, it would have been one at a time. Now it's probably four or five, because remember in lockdown, everyone was available. And when you reach out to them, they say, fine, I've got time. So, so mm -hmm. I kept adding on because my nature in business and as a person is, is to, if I can use your, is, is to embrace Ubuntu. I never go it alone. I look for opportunities with people. And so, so there's a collaboration part. Then there's a part of uh, creativity. So I, I'm, I'm busy writing on blogs i'm busy writing a book i'm 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 busy researching um, i'm busy with creating imagery on on electronic for my training that i give to people i'm busy 
uh, recording online sessions that I can use in the future. I'm busy building PowerPoints. I'm busy writing a training program. Um, and already, as I say this, I feel, wow, I, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not sustainable with what I'm busy with everything at, at the same time. Um, in, mm. in, and then in between comes in the phone calls, the WhatsApps, the emails, the quick Zoom here, the quick thing there. And by the, today it happened again. I, I started off and I was like ready to tackle the day. And it felt to me when I looked up at the clock, it was after 12. It was already in the afternoon. And I went like, no, who stole my day? Someone stole the morning. It's gone. What did I do? And I was busy the whole time. Um, so, so, so the clutter is of my own creation. I, I acknowledge that. Or maybe also out of my own desperation is something that comes up with me now. My desperation to, to stay at my senses, to not sit in front of the TV and, you know, just wait for better times that you, we don't know when that's going to happen. I, I stacked up a lot of a lot of things in that way. So that's a few examples of of what my mind and desk or desktop mm. my computer looks like. A lot of open windows <laughs> all over the place. Mm. And what are you looking for through those windows? What am I looking for through those windows? Now you stumped me. That's that's a question. Meaning, purpose, hope. Okay, so, so here's something that comes to mind. I'm going to be very honest now as, as it comes up because something's coming up now. When I'm busy, I'm not afraid. When I'm not busy, I'm afraid. If I don't stay busy, if I don't have a lot of things that my mind has no time to think that the reality is very real that my resources may run out and my family will look at me. That's a very real reality. And even as I talk about it now, I don't feel very comfortable because that's a scary thought for a business owner and a father. Yeah. And so from that perspective, the busyness gives me an escape towards hope, towards occupies my mind and emotions with something that not necessarily meaningful, but helpful. And where do you feel this in your body, Chris? As you were sharing, I noticed a change in your tone of voice. I noticed a change in your breathing. What are you feeling right now? As I realized the concept of fear, that's part of it, I could feel myself tensing up in my shoulders. So. Um, I, I could feel a real sense of, of fear and, and uh, anxiety. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so it's a feeling of tightness, uncomfortable. And the, the feeling comes from, and, and I, I think this is not, this is part of it. Let me explain. And I'm exploring, obviously, I'm exploring as I answer you is um, part of the fear is 
if if I was the only the only business that was in trouble, there was a lot a lot of people I could turn to for help and support. Part of the fear is who do I turn to? Because mm. everyone's in the same boat. I, I can't reach out. And many people in the past supported me, helped me, sometimes saved me. Mm. Now, now, where do you turn? You dare not even ask for help. This is this is the first real honest conversation I had about this in, in, in months with you now, because you dare not talk to someone in this way, really, mm. um, because they have their own issues and, and some much worse, some much worse. So that's why I try to focus on, on, on my, on my, on my privileges on what I have. I have food. I have a, I have a home. Mm. If I go out, I see hungry people. That's scary. Yeah. You started off to ask me, what do I feel? And I just went on, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's 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 a tension. I feel a tension. Tense. I I I feel you, and uh, I noticed as you were talking about this fear in your shoulders. You kept on doing that, and you say you were feeling this tension. And also, I'm noticing that you say you're holding this fear, and also you're holding gratitude for your privilege. How is it for you to be holding both fear and gratitude? And what does that bring to this issue? You ask great questions. Um, in, a, in a way, the, the feeling of gratitude is on itself a privilege because I think many of our eyes has opened for things that we turned away from. And I'm talking very contextually now in South Africa that uh, hunger, suffering, joblessness did not start with COVID, but, but we kind of accepted it as that's life. Some make it, some don't. And I'm up at the end where I can make it. So lucky mm. And, and it was just that lucky me and it's, it's my effort and work that gives us. And in an instant, we're all in the same boat. And, and um, I think the, the, the two things that you refer to, the two opposites, uh, kind of brings me sanity because um, I have this discussion with my, with my children often in these times every evening when we sit down for, for a meal and we're thankful and, and we pray for the meal and we, we're thankful that we have food, we're thankful that it's hot food in, in winter and, and, and it's, it's, it's not, to use the example of sitting at the table, I, I, I even sense in our family from our tradition and our culture, we always pray before a meal. The prayer now is real. It's silent. It's a deep thankfulness. It's not just thank you, Lord, for the food. It's a moment of of honesty uh, that comes in, and and I, I I think that that's that's probably a great thing that that comes from this. I would never want to lose that perspective of 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 gratitude. Um, mm. I, I hold on to that. I want to treasure 
the gratitude. That's why I make a point of expressing it. Like when we started and you asked me, how are you? I immediately mm -hmm. want to in the gratitude um, because it's so, it's, it's so real at this stage. But I don't know if it really, the gratitude in itself is, is a day-to-day -day thing. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, it, it's, you know, it, it's still, the gratitude does not uh, eliminate the fear. So gratitude is, doesn't make the fear to go. What does it do to the fear? It gives it perspective. It clarifies that, um, that the fear is contextual. Um, the gratitude mm. shows me that, that the fear is honest. Um, it's real. Mm. It's not something to run away from. It's something in a way to embrace as well. I think the one thing, again, it's something that comes up with me now, is the one thing that broadens this perspective for me personally is, um, is, is something happened where it became everyone for themselves towards mm -hmm. we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. uh, we're all in this together. And, and, and that, that is hopefully globally not, I know not all leaders or so have the global perspective, but I certainly do as, 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 mm -hmm. as a world, we're all in this together. So that's comforting to me. <laughs> that, that, mm -hmm. that's, Strangely comforting to me because it feel, makes me feel more connected. Um, mm. Makes me feel human. And how is that feeling of being human? How is it? Uh, just, just ask again. I'm trying to understand the question. How, how is that? You, you, you say you, you're feeling human as a result of this gratitude and this fear. And how is that feeling or sense of being human? For you that is very comforting that is very reassuring because uh, being being human transcends a lot of a lot of things um, and a lot of challenges um, with, mm -hmm. with so comfort would would be the the word I use there and I notice in the last few five minutes you've used comforting four times Oh, did I? <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, I feel better in that sense. So my mind's racing because you've, you've pointed me in a direction that I did not think this would go. <laughs> um, I kind of was looking forward to a little quick business model or plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what did you get? And what you actually gave me is more of a feeling of calmness, clarity, and empowerment, I think, to, to, to maybe acknowledge my clutter, but look at it differently. Maybe the clutter is, 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 is the effect of me not facing the fear. And rather mm -hmm. than prioritizing the clutter, if I face the real issue, uh -huh priorities and the plan will come. Wow. So what I'm getting a sense of is that now the, the agency is no longer around the clutter, but facing the real thing. 
And I remember in the beginning, you mentioning that you're looking out through open windows. And one of the things when I asked you, what are you looking for? You said you were looking for hope. What are you seeing now outside those windows? I definitely see a journey more into and through myself than rather facing a lot of things. So mm. what I'm seeing is not things anymore. Mm. I'm actually, I think I'm seeing me more. And which now again, you know, stuff pops up as I talk. Look, I've, I've, I've been, <laughs> and here's the funny, sometimes in coaching, it feels silly when you're realizing, then you feel a bit foolish because why, why, why did I need a coach to show me this? But uh, um, the, the thing is, I know how to prioritize and strategize. I've been in business for many years and, and I've had successful business for many years. It's not new to me, but I became stuck even mm. with the things that, that worked in the past. And, and so if you ask me, what do I see? Here's another image that comes up, and I don't know why the image just start, keeps coming up, but now I don't look through a window, I look in a mirror. Closer, eh? <laughs> We're looking much closer now. Uh -huh. mm. Definitely. Mm. But and that's what are you seeing in the mirror? That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of the mirror. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of, of engaging it. it. I'm actually kind of excited because I feel like if the answer is there within myself, now I know where to look. Now I know what to sort out. Now, now, now I, I can stop grabbing all over to, to other things and, and, and stop piling up. And I can just um, kind of focus more on grounding myself because what I realize now is that part of my uh, confusion or directionlessness was maybe because I became ungrounded. I'm, I'm not grounded. I'm that balloon is all over the show because there's no platform that, that launches me. So what I'm picking, sorry, so sorry, uh, go ahead. Yeah, that's a big that that's a big aha moment for me right there right there in that getting back to the image um mm. the the groundedness um which is something that that i understand well and and often teach to others <laughs> so that's where the mirror comes in listen to your your own teaching sometimes wow wow, wow. and you know what you've just said now is making me to even drop what I wanted to reflect on. <laughs> because what you've just come up with now is even bigger than what I was going to reflect on. Okay. Because what's coming up for me is now, as we're talking about prioritizing the clutter, it's like prioritizing me and grounding me. What are you learning about yourself in all of this, stress? That it's okay at times to go off track. Um, that it's okay to lose direction and definitely not go it alone. Mm. And that coaching is not a luxury, it's a necessity. I'm, I'm so glad for, for what we did. That it's called a demonstration, but there's mm. no, no demonstration in this for me. It's, it's, 
it's very liberating in that sense. Hmm. Mm. I feel the realness and, uh, so, aha. And mm. uh, what next? We talked, you talked about two weeks. What next in the two weeks? You know, Nubantu, I, I think, I think I'm going to take the two weeks to, to a next, uh, a day within the next few days, not necessarily tomorrow, but a day within the next few days where I need to close my laptop and switch off my phone and just get back to my purpose, my strengths, who I am, what I know I'm supposed to do, what I do best, how, how I make a difference, and then get up and start doing that. And what will support you in doing that? I think from, from the current situation, what would, again, it would start with myself because I think I would, I would need support from people close to me, uh, family, but friends as well, that I can communicate that to, that I can say no to, uh, that I can explain it to. And maybe what would support me most is to get back to the essence of the discussion we had. And luckily I can do what I'm gonna say now, and I'm blessed in that sense, is I should for one moment sit with my family and just acknowledge to them that daddy is afraid at times because they love me enough to just tell me it's okay dad we too it's fine (laughs) for me that's that's it that's it you you took me with you right there and i feel like say let's go dancing (laughs) thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you I'm offering you a session to take this further. Let's see how we go further into this exploration another time. Thank yes, you. I feel it's a big one for you. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Coach. you very much. Nubantu, about you and Dries. It was beautifully done. Yeah. Just, just amazing being in your presence, both to coach and client. Nubantu, how do you center yourself before the sessions? Before each session and in between session, I make sure that I have a time to ground myself. I practice mindfulness and I practice breathing. And as I go through the session, if I have to be away, but now I'm doing my sessions remotely, I practice walking meditation. I somehow try to be in touch with the core of who I am and also saying, please guide me and connect me to the wisdom of my ancestors. And I come to that session saying, please help me to be fully with the person and to see this the only person that's important in that moment out of all the 7 billion people in the world. Yeah. I love it that you said that, you know, there's so many little things that coaches do that we don't openly talk about. Like, you know, in in mentoring, I would say to a coach, let's say a little prayer and send this recording off and see what happens, you know. So 
and you're talking about calling on the ancestors. So we, we do little things that we don't know, talk about. That's one of the things I wanted to acknowledge you for, one, two. You've raised so many little points that we as human beings, as coaches feel and don't really openly talk about. I love that side because, you know. feeling the connection right now to you, yeah. to the people who are in this uh, session and my heart is still with Reese. So that kind of connection and it's, it's making me full because it's, uh, it's more, it was my intention as I was going into this live coaching demonstration. Yeah. You know, your t intention was so felt, like even if you didn't say that, we all felt it. There's a question that says, okay. if I had to do this all over again, what would I do differently? I wouldn't know because I go with what is immediate, current, relevant, arising in the moment. So I stay with what there is at that moment. So I can't go to a coaching session, say, this is what I'm going to do with this client, even no matter how long I've been working with the client. As we are co-creating with the client, as we're holding hands together in the Ubuntu, whatever is arising at the moment, that's what is important. So I don't have independent origination. It's independent origination. We deal with what there is, the immediacy of what is present in the client system, in the coaching relationship, in whatever the client would like to explore. Uh, there's also one that says, of all the content coming to you, what do you know what nuggets to follow? Uh, no, I think... For me, I stay with the client in terms of looking at how is the state of the client. I always say content is cheap, but what is emerging at the moment through the client's uh, nonverbal cues, through the client change in breathing, change in the tone of voice, if you become curious about that and also looking at what are the words that keep on coming in the conversation, then I would follow more those words or phrases or images or metaphors that are coming up. So it's, it's really staying with the client. So as a coach, you take yourself out completely. You follow that client and become so curious to be with this person, oh my gosh, this is imagine. And as you are interested in this, something else shifts. Follow that. Trust that the client knows where they want to go. One to this is um, two questions on the Q&A part. And it has to do with um, awareness. I'm going to roll it into one and ask. I'm going to pick this one. You are relaxed and responsive with clients. Are you as relaxed and responsive with clients who aren't as self-aware? Yes. It's your duty as a coach. Mm. Evolve right? awareness. Yeah. Absolutely. That's your duty. 
if your client is not aware of your client not present, it's your responsibility. Absolutely. Agreed. There's another question here. Thank you for an amazing session which you have presented. Would you mind sharing the name of your coach? My coach is uh, Pam Yago. I have other coaches as well, people who mentor me. Uh, there's a few more questions there. Uh, let's see, what else is there? Any ideas how to get the lovely laser-focused you show? Just be yourself. And, and for me, what is important is how are you curious about you? How do you continue to have that self-examination, that inquiry into who you are and what's happening at the moment? So I, I, I do a lot of hard work. I practice the diamond approach. I practice Vipassana and uh, insightful meditation. Always looking at me, looking at Nobando as if I'm meeting this person for the first time and being curious about Nobando because that makes me to be curious about who I am working with. And that, you know, from my experience with you, with you, you also walk the, your entire journey yourself on evoking awareness for yourself and having this curious mindset. Therese, I, I want to say something to you because, and speaking on behalf of many of the attendees, it felt like you were speaking on behalf of many of us, not to take anything away from you, but we felt like your voice was our voice, you know, on what you were sharing. Um, so, so I want to just thank you and acknowledging you for, you know, taking us along or kind of having a voice that spoke to many of us. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. And, and I think just one thing I did type the answers, but I think what was very important from my experience, the question on awareness. I did not go to awareness. Took me there. If she did not, took me to of looking inside, asking me about what I feel, what I think, images, etc. I would have stayed on the surface. I would have talked about other things. I, I did not expect this. I, I, I expected answers. Um, but the point is, she took me as a coach towards awareness. And, um, and, and I, I think that's, that's something from, a, I'm just saying how I experienced that is I was in a direction um, and, and I, I believe I could have stopped at any time and not go further. But the way Nubantu did it, I felt so safe and secure. I felt inviting. I felt this is okay. This is okay. Go deeper. Go further. Um, so I just wanted yeah. to give that feedback. But thank you for your comment, um, Cindy. And, and that just affirms the, the humanity of the times we're in. Thank you. And it, it was also lovely to see how resourceful you were, Dries. You know, a lot of the answers that you were coming up with, it, it just was lovely to see. You know, we kind of look at resourcefulness of a person like an outside thing, you know. 
what resources do you need? But all those resources were inside you and you were just flowing with it. Your analogy seemed to have so much helped with it. Well, I, I would tell you this, that, that if you ask me how do I feel like right now, I feel excited because I think I have a lot of resources and answers that I want to go explore. Um, yeah. Looking in the direction of what I have and what I just did not look at. Um, and yeah. and now is, is not merely relieved to, to talk about it. My feeling is um, empowering of, I know where to go now. I, I know how, how to take the next steps. And, and, and then obviously I'm gonna take Nubantu up on her <laughs> proposal that this needs further steps. I think it's, that would be important as well. Yeah. Anything you wanna to say to complete Nubantu? I think for me, uh... It's an invitation to all of us as coaches to, to not view coaching as a performance or as a way of taking a client to steps to action. How do we come to coaching with the beginner's mind and allowing ourselves to dance in the moment with the client and be okay with the uncertainty and not knowing where that conversation is going? It will get somewhere for sure, I know, as long as you have worked on your intention and you are just focused on the client. Let's stop performing because when we perform as coaches, we get in the way of our clients doing their work. And also, we get in the way of our own presence. Ubuntu, it was an absolute pleasure. A million bows to you and to Dries. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We launch new episodes weekly. To learn more about coaching, leadership, and self-development, visit us at coacharia.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-A-R-Y-A.com. See you next time.